Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 17th episode of Loud and Anxious. This is Serena. And this is Murat. And today is super cloud and probably will be super raining in the afternoon. No, we are I hope afternoon. not that I, I will Late. be soaked in water until I go back home. Yes, yeah, so so this week was shit, eh? Yeah, generally it... Uh, but it was regular uh, Dutch weather, I guess, because like mm. two hours sun, three hours rain, one hour cloud, one hour sun, then three or hours rain again. I don't remember the last summers being so rainy, to be honest, yeah. especially in July. Yeah, last summer was very warm. Yeah, so extremely warm. Me personally, I'm happy because if we need to be stuck at home and not going anywhere, I prefer mm-hmm. that it's rainy all day. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I would just be uh, baked uh, together with my stuff in my small apartment. But yeah, uh, it's kind of depressing. Mm. Well, I, I've i been binge watching Netflix and playing video games. But, and when I start to watch the, the Netflix, I close the curtain so that it doesn't reflect from the television. Mm-hmm. So most of the time I don't know what's the weather outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I've been thinking lately to uh, start to get to know better the Dungeons and Dragons uh, environment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to commit to a play, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, maybe do some stuff on the internet, like if there's like a role play online, like uh, some mm-hmm. short quest. I don't know if they're called quests, to yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. There, are, there are short campaigns, there are long campaigns. Th- there are all kinds of, there are like campaigns, we, we were calling them, uh, I, I remember the word in Turkish, but you know the me- medicines that you pick up, the, the, the small ones. The pills? The pills, yeah. We call them pills. Oh. So it's like for one or two hours, mm-hmm. like just a, a whole a different setting. You need to solve a couple of puzzles mm-hmm. and you don't level your character from zero. So basically it's more like uh, RP oriented, so role playing oriented mm-hmm. and uh, puzzle uh, solving. So there are those kinds of like f- for one or two hours games up to years. So okay, you, you, yeah, the the the, be- the best thing about Dungeons and Dragons, you kind of uh, decide on the rules. Mm, okay, yeah. Well, I've mm. been thinking to start something new because, uh, yeah, I have a lot of hobbies. Eh? I have, uh, yeah, you're making a lot of noise. Eh? Please don't touch your microphone. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. So guys, if you say this is something strange, it's um, where that is playing with this I, mic. I was trying to fix my microphone a little bit. Yeah, but it's everything is live, eh? so uh, yeah. we will not cut anything also because we're lazy and we don't know exactly how to use this uh, software. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, you will keep everything uh, in the record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as I was saying, uh, even if I have a lot of hobbies that I also, they were born due to the quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, I start to pick up other stuff because I get easily bored. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, yeah, this can be like something else I can do uh, when uh, instead of binge watching because I also realize I binge watch too much. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, I just dis- not discovered, but I just uh, found some time to watch Sherlock, the series it's from BBC. Yes. Ah. It was beautiful. It's very well mm. well done in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. I, I I was a big I, I'm a big fan of Sherlock Holmes novels, mm-hmm. and it was very nice to see them um, in modern life. Um, also another nice series, a uh, crime series uh, from BBC is called Luther. Mm. There's this guy, uh, Idra, Idris Elba. 
Mm -hmm. I don't I know, know if you I know. know. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit raw, in my opinion. It's uh, really like people are dying in a very, very terrible way. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's very, uh, it's nice. At least the first two, three uh, series. Then mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's getting it a bit Yeah, more. exactly. Yeah, for me, th for example, the last episode that is aired, the the third episode of uh, season four, I guess, uh, of Sherlock, mm -hmm. I think it was a big stretch. So it was fun to watch, but it was like mind games of extreme geniuses mm. that was yeah it, i prefer them solving like uh, cases that has uh that we can also understand in the end yeah the the first mm -hmm. uh, episodes were the best mm -hmm. then uh, they start to stretch it as you yeah, said yeah. but anyway so yeah. what are we going to talk about today uh, today we have uh, one album that uh, you listened and you will uh, review and i have like uh, four uh, releases four uh, singles from uh, four different bands that are also the first releases or the second releases uh, from their albums that will come uh, later this year i will uh, inform um, our listeners about them then we have a discussion topic i think it will be fun is that the dramas in, in the, the metal, uh, in the metal scene so also some uh, urban legends that i remember from my young times in turkey that i will also at least tell and we can discuss if you want then in our deep metal secret state we will talk about <laughs> our worst alcohol memory in festivals or concerts mm, yeah uh, only metal or also like in general for festivals and concerts I never went to any non-metal yeah non-rock or metal okay so for me uh, I think you are thinking about some electronic festivals or we have been uh. into a extremely hardcore festival not in the Netherlands mm -hmm. actually it was in Italy but then I can tell my story mm -hmm. uh, that there was the worst alcoholic experience I had mm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, let's start with the review then. Yeah, so uh, your uh, album is... Uh, what is it? <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, actually, I'm still trying to figure it out what it is. Uh -huh. um, the uh, the um, project is called Neptunian Maximalism. Mm -hmm. Maximalism, sorry. Uh, and the album is called Aeons. And uh, what I understood from uh, a little bit of research I did in the internet is like the third, one of the three episodes mm. of this project uh it should be the last one i'm not really sure but uh let's say the thing that really catch and uh, that i want to talk about it is the fact that this album is in between a free jazz composition and a drone album which is very very difficult to understand so you don't have a melody you don't have like you you cannot follow like um how can i say uh from one one song to the other is from the outside, it looks like complete improvisation. For me, it remembers me the um, uh, expressionism from, from um, classical music. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know the story for expressionism? Uh, um, it was like a reaction after the war. Mm -hmm. uh, first <coughs> of all, to represent the world after the Second World War. Mm -hmm. uh, but also like in, uh, um, uh, let's say, as a, as a um, contraposition to uh, like the, the, the normal way of uh, writing classical music. And uh, from the expressionism, you can have like a lot of experimental music. They, mm -hmm. they, they pick mm -hmm. up a lot from there because it was the first genre in which they were used using like a uh, normal uh, classical instrument in a very strange way it's like uh, uh, I don't know like uh, punching a, a violin instead of the plate mm -hmm. for example mm -hmm. uh, and then also like uh, sounds noises that uh, they don't belong to, to um, classical instrument 
and from there you find a lot of experimental music that uh, takes this idea and uh, develop it even further mm-hmm. um, here uh, you he- let's say that the main melody let's call it melody the main focus is of course uh, the, the um, uh, composition uh, made by the classical instrument so you can hear like the sax it's free jazz so mm-hmm. uh, you can like the typical instrument from a jazz music uh, but then you have like this moment in which you have really like noise or atmospheric even situation like uh, some sound that is they look like a distortion or like a if yeah, you have the feeling that is the hair that is going through the, the microphone, you know, these kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's completely without the vocals. So it's like, uh, and uh, as I said, you cannot distinguish when uh, a song is finished and when it starts. Mm-hmm. So you have to uh, listen it like uh, in a row. And uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of difficult to, to uh, understand it. So w- I like this kind of things because I do believe that uh, um, well I call it like contemporary music for for classical music um, is um, is giving not the the immediate uh, message but you need to research it by yourself why uh, certain music is written is composed in a certain way um, but I understand that for someone that just want to hear nice stuff doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's metal pop or whatever. Uh, there is a no go, so basically we never uh, we never check this album. But mm-hmm. it's nice to to see that uh, this kind of project exists, as well as is also recognized by the metal scene as something that it worth to be listened. Because I found uh, different reviews in uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. metal uh, websites. So yeah, I, d- I don't go really uh, in deep into the details because I don't know anything about jets. And um, yeah, it's, it's really difficult to describe by words, but uh, as I said, uh, the name is Aeons, uh, mm-hmm. the Neptunian Maximalism, and uh, you can check it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this project is uh, from which country? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I need to <laughs> check. Okay. Uh, it was just a question that popped in my mind. I think he's uh, American, but I can also say mm. like uh, it's just a c- complete guess. Mm. It, it sounds like uh, it ca- it comes from like students of uh, conservatory or Might an be. art school. Yeah. yeah, from the thing that you told it, it sounds. Li- For me, I don't think I would listen to it. Yeah, I know. It's uh, mm. the, the the answer of a lot of people mm-hmm. in general. When the more the music is difficult to be listened. The less people will uh, will uh, access. Yeah, for me, it's also. I think there is a line between. It sometimes it just stops being music and it becomes like a performance art. Yeah. Then true. you cannot really classify it as a music anymore. So yeah. I wouldn't s- listen to it in Spotify, but I would probably go to check if there is a live uh, performance of the band. Yeah. That, that's what I try to say but I, I, I to be honest I didn't listen so I don't know but from your explanation it sounds to me that I would go uh, I would pay to see them live performing this but I wouldn't just uh, YouTube it or just Spotify it to listen yeah no there's no point I listened mm-hmm. twice and uh, both of the time I was like yeah I want to change music mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I don't know maybe there are people that like it uh, to have it as a background sound uh, when mm-hmm. they do stuff at home mm-hmm. but I don't know mm-hmm. what about your singles well uh, I found 
some interesting singles. Well, they are interesting for me, but I think this is also uh, for uh, metal scene. Uh, they are uh, people waits for them. First of all, the first single that I listen is from Pain of Salvation, and it is called Accelerator. This is the first single coming from uh, that. W- uh, this is one of the songs that released uh, from the s- uh, album called Panther. Okay. And uh, I think it's it's a beautiful song. It's it's it was a, a beautiful uh, prog song. Uh, in my opinion, Leo Margaret their drummer is one of the best in the scene, mm-hmm. if if not the best. So uh, I, I think during the song he did an extremely good job. So the 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 drums were ex- uh, joy to listen. I also was. Uh, I, I think that uh, Daniel G- Gildenlöf, so the 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 uh, vocalist, is a very strong frontman. We just discussed before starting recording, and in this uh, song, I could hear that uh, his vocals even grow uh, even more growth uh, since the last album. So it was also a very strong uh, vocal uh, that the vocals was in the center of the song. Let's say. Uh, I, yeah, after listening to it, I, I was speechless. So the whole morning, I, I just listened to it. Uh, so I, I generally I have a high expectation from Pain of Salvation all the time, but this song is, is still uh, he. This song even make this uh, expectation higher for the next album. So I'm very excited for their album that will be released later this year. You know exactly when? I think it was September or October. Ah, okay. So they, they, we have still a few months, but they started first. They released their uh, trailer of the album in YouTube uh, and in social media. Then they released the first single. I think they will release another single than the album. Okay. Most okay. probably. And uh, the second single was uh, from Pineapple Thief. Uh, well, I already uh, I already mentioned them more than once in in our uh, uh, podcast. I really like them. But this time, the single uh, called Demons, uh, it wasn't so exciting, mm-hmm. to, exciting to, for me. So it's a nice Pain of Salvation song. It's a decent one in, in an album. Pain of Salvation? Uh, sorry, uh, Pineapple Thief ah. song. But uh, no, in my notes, I said, uh, yeah, I have uh, high expectations as I have from Pain of Salvation. And Pain of Salvation pushed those expectations higher. But uh, for me, this song wasn't really... Uh, meeting my expectations. So mm-hmm. As I said, it's, it's a decent song in an album, but I w- if this is the best song of the album, then the al- album won't be uh, nice to listen, in my opinion. Okay. So it can be a uh, n- uh, like one of the songs in the album that sometimes you listen, sometimes you skip. But if if it's the song of the album, then I think the album <laughs> won't be very nice to listen okay. for me. The third uh, single that I found uh, is actually I also d- just discovered this band. Uh, it's called Red Moon Architect. It's a Finnish uh, doom metal band, uh, which is like again it's uh, female fronted with growls from the uh, guy uh, in the in the um, uh, during the music. Uh, the, the thing that uh, uh, took my attention in this song, and also I then checked the other songs of this, the previous albums of this uh, of this band, is that yet it, it is uh, again very dark and uh, melancholic atmosphere with uh, like a huge sadness in the uh, in the in the songs, but uh, underneath it there is a extremely 
complex, uh, technical and uh, not, not technical, but it's it's like composed like a prog song. So the chains of rit- rhythms, uh, the chains of riffs mm-hmm. were like it was a prog song, a very sad prog song. So that was uh, th- their old songs. They were like the oldest ones were very simple doom songs. So I think they are improving as musicians. They are uh, trying new stuff uh, in each album. Mm-hmm. So in the end, this songs w- was like a very sad, dark prog song. Okay. With with doom elements like the uh, female vocal and uh, growths. So it was very nice. The only thing that I think the the female vocal was not as strong as the rest of the music. Okay. But yeah, but I think she was with the band w- w- during the w- f- from the start. Uh, but I would really I would be thrilled to have a powerful female singer like like maybe Aneke uh, or I who I can think of a, b- a better a much better uh, female metal singer would yeah, be yeah well this uh, is uh, your opinion and yeah. me personally I don't like Anneke so I don't know this yeah. girl but uh, yeah but, but you see uh, she was disappearing in the song yeah but maybe it's a problem of production if they don't put the right volume on the voice no no but she she was so monotone oh, monotonous. so not, not highs not lows so she was she could make a like a, you know this uh, ethereal s- mm-hmm. singing like uh, yeah. but during the whole songs it's, it's the similar mm. it's the same i had the same issue with the singer of rollo tomasi you know mm. like uh, everyone was like oh she's amazing because she's screaming and she sings also mm-hmm. clean i think but uh, yeah she's really like uh, without any how can i say without any um, uh, variation yeah no. but uh, expression like mm. she's not able to express anything interesting mm-hmm. so there are two sc- screaming voices let's mm-hmm. say uh, there's the guy and there's the girl mm-hmm. that's the there's the main singer i think but the guy is much better so if mm-hmm. they will uh, eliminate the girl for me it will be, be better uh, yeah. yeah yeah i well for me the, the the guy doesn't have so basically vocals wasn't special but the the musicality of the song was very nice my last song the single is from a finnish folk metal band which is called enciferum the song is called andromeda actually this is the second song from their upcoming album that will be released in september if i'm not mistaken uh, this is uh, the, the first song was called room woman victory it was a sh- i think it was a shit song but the second song is called Andromeda and musically it was a beautiful mm-hmm. folk metal song. It was a very nice metal uh, power metal song. But in power metal or those, those kinds of folk uh, metal bands, I also I always uh, read the lyrics. It's a, it's a habit from uh, Blind Guardian and each Blind Guardian song is, is like a very nice story or mm-hmm. a, like a song about a very nice story. Well, this song is like we cheer like a, like fanatics in the in the in, in a football game. We cheer for Andromeda, but first of all, we don't know who is Andromeda, and we, yeah, of course we know who is Andromeda, but it's not uh, defined, and we don't know why, why we cheer for. It's a goddess, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, but okay. th- obviously, this Andromeda goddess is fighting the other gods in the song. But we don't know what's the purpose of fight. We we know that she will live forever, oh. because we we just 
after each uh, sentence we yell uh, Andromeda will live forever. <laughs> I, I don't understand this folk metal band, so yeah. I, I will not comment on yeah. it. Yeah, for me the the music is very nice to listen. It's it's a very very nice and power metal song, but there is no story. And in my opinion, in this genre, the story is nearly half of the. Yeah, I agree. The thing. It so needs to be like a folk yeah. story, like yeah. uh, with the elf doors, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. fairies or whatever. Or literally, uh, you take a, like a, a child story like Hansel and Gretel and make a song about it. Or any kind of uh, old story, Yeah. in my opinion. But for me, th- this is missing. And uh, generally, I don't really care. Of course, I care uh, about what the song explains. But especially in, in this genre, I care the most. And it was just not there. So... Let's see what will how this album will uh, turns we'll out. We'll go. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we can change topic. Yeah. Uh, now we will move to. I think this is our favorite thing that we also talk offline, <laughs> which is the, the metal, dramas, the drama yes, in wow. metal scene. I mean, if you talk about gossip, I'm yeah. the one that. Uh, uh, it's a pity that in uh, websites, metal website, there's not so many gossips. This yeah. uh, I would expect more. But I also understand that people are quite private. So even if there's social media right now, uh, there are not really hmm. there are not so many bent that they're talking about their own uh, uh, stuff that they're they're presenting their own stuff in Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there were some nice stories uh, during the years. I remember, for example, when there was the change uh, of singer in Arch Enemy. Uh, there was uh, yeah so wh- what I, what I've heard after because I didn't follow the story at the time but uh, what I heard after is that um, Angela and Alisa were they knew each other uh, before Alisa came into Arch Enemy mm-hmm. and uh, Angela was or Angela because it's German, uh, was actually the mentor of Alissa, mm-hmm. which is nice because at least, you know, women can mentor each other, can support each other in this male-dominated environment. And then at a certain moment, Angela decided to, um, yeah, to, to, to leave the band and have kids, uh, whatever. And uh, I think that they talked, I mean, she, she became the manager of Arch Enemy and uh, she talked with the other members of the band and they were like, okay, I think Alisa is amazing. Do you mm-hmm. want her? And they were like, yeah, I think we, she's ama- we think that she's amazing. And then they make like agreement. And the thing that was like, let's say the gossip at the time is that at the beginning, uh, Alisa, okay, we were approached by Angela and she said, okay, I want to be, I'd love to be a Arch Enemy singer. But then when she went back to the, the band at the time in which she was singing the agonist, uh, she stated, I will be the singer of Arch Enemy, but mm-hmm. I will continue to work with the agonist. And everyone was fine. I mean, everyone realized in the agonist that it was difficult mm-hmm. to have like a, a singer for half of the time, especially because one band is based in Canada and one band is based in Sweden. Mm-hmm. But it was a possible. I mean, uh, I think that uh, it's not the first uh, situation. I mean, there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. musicians that they have multiple Side bands and projects, they go yeah. mm-hmm. on tour and so on. And then suddenly there was like this uh, press release that said that uh, Alisa left the Agonist. And mm-hmm. the Agonist, the guys there, they did not were they were not aware about it. 
So for me, it was quite interesting because from them, the agonists were really pissed off. They started mm -hmm. to answer to her. Like, of course, every, everything was like uh, in the website and so on. She answered them. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a huge fight, no? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that they're right because uh, I think that, uh, I mean, if it's stated since the beginning, uh, you are not so angry. I mean, you will find a replacement or whatever. And even if you're faking that she uh, she tell told you that uh, she wanted to stay in the agonist, mm -hmm. and then she said, no, it's not true, uh, which is the benef benefit. Yeah. Like, uh, she will be gone anyway. So I think that this was actually what happened. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to cover herself because otherwise she would look too bad. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. As well, the, the story that was here in the Netherlands, I think last year, then they start to uh, fight with the photographer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. I told you, no. Uh -huh, so yeah. there was our Chinese concert. I think he was in Nijmegen, mm -hmm. and then there was this guy that uh, is not a, a professional photographer, but still, I uh, was admitted to with the press pass uh, under the pit, mm -hmm. and uh, he made these photos. He shared in Instagram, and then uh, uh, Alisa pick up one of the photo. He put the credits, but then he put also like the link of uh, the girl that was actually making her own uh, clothes. Mm -hmm. And this guy contacted the girl and said, "No, but if you want to have this picture on." Uh, Alisa or Chenemy's uh, Instagram, you need to pay me, mm -hmm. and uh, there was like a big, big, big fight for it. <laughs> yes. And and it was, I mean, both of the parties, in my opinion, were ridiculous because mm -hmm. from one side, this guy looked like, in the way that he spoke, it looked like really threatening. Mm -hmm. But from the other side, he always stated, "Okay, you don't want to pay me, just remove the picture." So. I don't know why Alisa and Angela they were like, okay, whatever, fuck you, or we just mm -hmm. remove it. No, they will start to threaten him back, yeah. making like uh, this stupid fight that lo lasts like two months or so for nothing. Yeah. Well, f I, I really don't understand what happened also there. Yeah. I mean, I you're not even a professionist, you know. Yeah. I think they are also looking for some drama from time to time. Eh? <laughs> it it felt me at that time. I I don't know, but uh, this was uh, I I don't know. I think that at the end everyone apologized to everyone yeah, because well, it was yeah. ridiculous. Eh? But mm -hmm. yeah, I think one of the biggest drama in our history, let's say, that I remember is the Taria leaving Nightwish. Oh yes, yeah, huge drama. I I remember like really fans in turkey they were devastated after Taria leaving. but it was a it was a shock for yeah, everyone yeah. especially because it was one or two albums after once mm -hmm. and once was really like the album that made them super big yeah yeah mm -hmm. everyone loved once yeah even if you were not listening to epic metal or i don't know what they do power metal mm -hmm. you love once mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. was really uh was one of the best album for from the 2000 2010 mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. uh and then yeah she left and uh yeah the, the, i think one of the things also we never knew if she left or she's being kicked out i think that she was kicked out i mm -hmm. saw this press conference of her crying Mm -hmm. that uh, she didn't want to take this decision but she was kind of forced mm -hmm. but I also know that uh, she was in a relationship with the manager of the band mm -hmm. so I guess it also this played a role like yeah. uh, the band was founded by the keyboardist but then there was the manager that was I suppose um, mm, yeah, supporting Taria and mm -hmm. at the end I also understand the manager because the, the, the main figure was Taria at the time yeah. I remember nearly all the t-shirts you could see 
Talia's face. Exactly. But you cannot see the keyboard player. Exactly. But also this guy is really, uh, he really wants to be uh, in the spotlight. The front man, yeah. right? And yeah. And uh, I think that at the, at the time was really pissed off. And also the ba- there was the thing that they put the buses also singing. Mm-hmm. And Talia was not happy about it. And uh, I don't know. Everything was so strange. And uh, it was really like a bad move from uh, both of the parties. Because... Yeah. Right now, okay, Nightwish is a big band, but it will never turn uh, come back to to the original uh, 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 success. Yeah, I think say. the fans from the '90s and uh, two ta- early 2000s they will always remember the the times with Taria better than uh, even Floriansen is a very successful singer, and I think she's very good. Yeah, she's Be- very good. She's she was the singer of my favorite uh, symphonic metal band after uh, forever okay so i think she's very powerful but sometimes the your technique or to be a powerful figure is not good enough to replace an iconic figure i say iconic mm, yeah figure. yeah the thing is that they really uh, fit each other mm-hmm. mu- musically italia mm-hmm. and the others mm-hmm. and uh, um, i mean italia is uh, actually an opera singer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is uh, i think that me personally um, i believe that uh, is being an opera singer is like a technical advantage because okay we can debate and say mm-hmm. yeah you like uh, people that sing uh, in opera way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and people they're singing clean people are singing go yeah but the point is that in order to be an opera singer you really have to study you really yeah. have to force yourself and uh, be really like um you, you need to have the bis- discipline uh, exactly yeah, discipline yeah. uh while if you sing in clean if you are nice i mean if you sing like in a rock band or metal band it would be fine mm-hmm. no one will come to you and said yeah but you're not using whichsoever technique you know yeah, yeah. so i mean i think that Flora did a lot in order to uh fit a nightwish song on her voice and mm-hmm. the, her performances are always uh, really good i saw her in um in Wacken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's very good um she is very good sorry mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah Taria is another is yeah. another level and uh, yeah it makes me kind of sad that she never reached uh success with her own project no it is clear that uh, the keyboard player was the musical mastermind of Nightwish because Nightwish has again good songs yeah. v- very good songs yeah. in their genre uh, and it seems like Taria was only the singer because th- her songs are not as good as Nightwish songs. Yeah. Not the old ones, not the new ones. So yeah, it, it's a shame that we don't see them together anymore, in my opinion. But I have the feeling that most of the dramas that w- at least we collected, they are involving women. We I have I have one with a guy. I think it was a huge drama. It was the Portnoy leaving Dream Theater yeah, in okay. 2010 or something. I remember the forum posts. Of course, the the prog metal community is a small one, but everyone was outrageous. They Dream Theater also they kind of they turned this into their advantage to monetize it with a YouTube series called uh, "Spirit Will Carry On." It's it's one of it's one of the title of their songs, like mm. a Pink Floyd song. They recorded and they. Uh, published the process of uh, uh, finding a new drummer so basically there are five or six uh, drummers which are mainly the best drummers in the scene that are auditioning with dream theater in this series Uh, they even 
uh, this crisis they even uh, handled it and ended up being monetizing it there are like 20 millions hits or something on those videos everyone likes uh, reality show like uh, Ozzy Osbourne you know yeah, it was music it, it was a mu- musical video more than that mm-hmm. uh, with also interviews from the drummers that uh, was auditioning uh, and well they ended up with Mike Mangini that is currently playing uh-huh. and well of course we don't have uh, Portnoy in these videos uh, or the reasons that he's quitting but the whole web all websites all metal or rock music web, even like pop music websites like billboard etc they were uh, having interviews with uh, portnoy on why, why he'd leave mm-hmm. uh, basically he wanted to have a break for one or two years yeah. because he had enough of and if you check the uh, the album releases of dream theater every three years they are releasing a new album and it's very in my opinion hard to release uh, a prog album mm-hmm as uh, as complex as his and after they release they go for two years of touring so he had enough yeah from it's very really heavy mm-hmm. and he wanted to have also some side project he enjoys uh, trash metal for example he played with avenger sevenfold for it's uh, is the guy that has the sons of apollo band yeah oh okay mm-hmm. i so saw them actually in spain I was going to see them this year in Prognosis. Oh. So I really like Sons of Apollo. They, 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 he again banded with the keyboard, the old keyboard player of uh, Dream Theater. Okay. The ones before Jordan Rudders. What I remember, because I was not there for them, but mm-hmm. uh, they were, like, technically they were very good, but it's not my type of music. And also the singer, I like also the singer. The singer is very powerful. Mm-hmm. I think he's much better than Labrie. Yeah, I don't yeah. know this. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, it's a long discussion, but I, this was the biggest drama involving two. Yeah, uh, so involving men. Let's say. Okay. Yeah. Now we are two against one. Maybe yeah. in the next episode oh. we will. Uh, yeah, of course, one of the drama, and it becomes a big drama in uh, or big tragedy. In the end, is the Pantera. How they yeah, kicked okay. out. But this is yeah. a yeah, this long, is a long, long story, yeah, long story, and we are already outside out of our. So, yeah. so let's uh, let's talk continue about with uh, deep metal secret state. Yes, worst alcohol memory in festival concert. So you start. Yes. So I was mentioning before. Uh, I was uh, went uh, to this alcohol festival with my best friend. It was in. Uh, second third year of university i think and she didn't want to drink so we bought like a, a bottle of vodka because normally well probably a lot of people we recognize from mm-hmm. different parts uh, different countries when you go to festival and so on alcohol is so expensive that normally you get drunk before and then you enjoy the festival drunk mm-hmm. so you buy dry alcohol in supermarket you drink it while you're traveling and then you enter to the festival and we did like this so we were drinking on the train uh, this uh, our bottle of vodka mm-hmm. the thing is that she didn't feel very well so i end up to drink a bottle of vodka by myself <laughs> without eating anything mm-hmm. so i went to festival and i felt so shit at a certain mm-hmm. moment then I, I had to run and uh, uh to the bathroom and i was trying to vomit even if I didn't have anything to vomit because the only thing I had was alcohol. Yeah. And you know, it, it was really funny because there were some girls that they were asking my friend which kind of drugs did I take? Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, in alcohol festival, you don't get drunk. You get... Drugged. Yeah. Exactly. Th- mm-hmm. You get high. So they were like, okay, what do you did she take? So maybe we can help her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that was uh, the worst... Uh, the worst... Uh, worst... Mm-hmm. Uh, alcoholic experience it's nothing fancy to be honest yeah. uh, the others I was tipsy but never super uh, super drunk well I 
I have so many drunk memories, but the ones that I think was like a tragicomic, let's say, was that uh, we went to a Turkish rock festival uh, in Ankara with my brother. We both ended up drunk, I think, nearly in the middle of the second band, and it was like five band or something like this. I remember I couldn't get up. It, it was like an amphitheater, but it's uh, it's in grass. Mm-hmm. And I was literally sleeping uh, and couldn't get up from the ground for like 30 minutes or so. Then I, I, I also saw my brother couldn't get up. Oh <laughs> so it be, I was getting up when I was trying to pull him up. I, w- I was falling down again and it was like a steep angle. So I was falling until the <laughs> end of the pit then trying to go up, back up. Like we, we spent literally one and a half hour trying to get out of the pit. And during this process, he kind of twisted his ankle. I think, no, it, that twist was ha- happened not in the in this uh, like amphitheater but after we moved on and looking for a taxi he twisted his ankle so uh, ankle so he wow. couldn't walk anymore and he's a big guy he's 100 more than 100 kilos so i was also quite big i i was trying to carry him i i remember we went there with people but now i don't remember with with people but we ended up being me and my brother we went to toilet we couldn't open the door then we realized it wasn't the toilet it was the you know those rooms that they put the uh, the cleaning stuff etc oh, okay it you, i think if you just put a camera to us <laughs> for that concert it would be fun and when we get back home i don't totally remember how we went back but i think we uh, kind of uh, did wha- wha- how to say the auto stop. Yeah, auto stop. Yeah. I call it. Yeah. No, yeah. In Turkish we also call auto stop, but ah. in, in in English it's called something else, I guess. But yeah. So we ended up in in our house somehow, both drunk. Don't even remember how you did it. Not sure because I remember it wasn't a taxi. It okay. was another uh, type of car. I of course I didn't know the guys, but it's also strange that they took two drunk guys so it's i'm pretty much sure that they are not very reliable people that we ended up in their car yeah it, it was my memory yeah okay well i'm i'm impressed that actually you remember it yeah yeah i remember like snapshots and also my brother remembers other snapshots so, so we combine no but yeah. in the end it was a big drama at, at the house because well my parents already gave up on me because i was like a drunkard but they were so mad at me because my brother was drunk because they thought that i but what what we were doing it was very crowded so one time i was going to buy the beers and the second time he was going for beer then i he told me later that when he was going he was buying three beers one for me one and two for himself so he was just drinking one and coming back but the thing is i was doing the same so so each time i go i was buying three so i was drinking one so we we have a very similar mindset with him we ended up very drunk extremely drunk in this festival and my parents were so pissed off they they thought that we were also having drugs etc 
Okay. Yeah. Well, your story beat mine, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, but but uh, I all my stories start with the time when we were drinking. So okay. Yeah. So maybe we can also uh, go further in next episode. Yeah, yeah. Because I also have nice stories about metal festival, yeah, which yeah. I was not completely drunk, but uh, there was there one was tough, that uh, I was on. always tipsy. So because you, you literally cannot sleep in those tents. Because until three, I four. I normally faint. It's not that I sleep, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, the same. But then your tent starts to being under the sun, fifty-five degrees. Yes. Yeah, so you wake up at six after fainted at three. So with three yeah, hours of true. sleep, the end of the third day. <laughs> You're completely yeah, dead. But that's yeah. why I cannot. You know, uh, it's long time that I think. Okay, I want to go to metal camp mm-hmm. in metal days. Now it's called mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Slovenia. But mm-hmm. it's one week. I mean, I will die. Yeah most probably if i oh go to, to a big festival like this yeah a hotel i I'm won't care for it i was never young young enough, young, young enough okay. for it obviously okay so yeah. that's all for today's episode yes again we ended up 40 minutes yeah, well, yeah. They, they, okay. they bear with us please yeah. follow us comment us write us uh, we miss you guys we and don't uh, want money anymore just listen no, to exactly. us just uh, just yeah, comment about what we're saying. Oh, are we course, saying shit? Are we saying nice okay. things? Mm-hmm. Do we want to give money? Yeah, also it's fine. Eh? But uh, I know that everyone is poor right now yeah. because of the world economic crisis. So yes, uh, it was nice. Uh-huh. Uh, another week's passed, and uh, let's catch up uh, the next one. Yeah. See you. Bye. Bye.